Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, podcast land? There it is. My goodness, man, what's <laughs> happening? Oh, my goodness, what oh. a few minutes it's been. <laughs> We have no clue where this sucker is going today. <laughs> We're very much like the goose of no, grace no, today. You see, she's like, whatever you call us, don't call us the goose of grace. <laughs> that girl just said, back that train up. <laughs> All right. So, hey, my name is Hank Meadows. I'm the pastor of Marion Baptist Church. I got my home slice hey, with me, Miss Mona. I got, we got, uh, I started saying DJ Dan over there. Well, the ones and twos. Hey looking a little bit like DJ Dan. <laughs> well, I mean, my man's got this new board now for us. So hey, Podiversary, a few weeks ago, we got a new board up in here, up in Very here. Excited. That's all I'm going to say. And so you might hear some, some, I don't no. know, some hungry, hungry hippos <laughs> or something. I don't know. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> woo, let's just say, okay. All right, Matthew, uh, turning your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5. Man, what? Hey, a year and an episode. And a year and an episode. And buddy, this one may go fully off the rails. <laughs> so, well, we made it a year. Let's shut it down. <laughs> Let's shut it down, boys and girls. Oh my goodness, negatory. <laughs> hey, want to thank you guys for listening once again. Want to always be thankful for you guys. Mm. Um, there you go. <laughs> Short and sweet. There. Very, Mid-sentence. Very, very, very. I forgot where I was going. Oh. We were talking about memory loss today a little while ago, <laughs> and now I just I forgot where I was going. So sorry, rubbed off on you. So thankful for you guys out there today. So have a good day, guys. I know about <laughs> yours, Miss Mona. Miss Mona has not had a very good it's mental. Been good yes, Men, my memory today has not been so good. Just saying. She's she's had yeah, it's been rough. She's told us some stories. <laughs> There's some elderly lady out there that's looking to bust her upside the head, we think. We're not positive, but we think that she's looking for her to run her down. Anyway. <laughs> Producer Dan, you still rocking that doll? <laughs> you know what? One of these days I'm going to bring her in here. She's going to sit here with me. Goes out to time. You know I was going there, didn't you? Oh, no, I goodness. was already tickled because... When you said you guys have a good day, like it sounded like you were signing off, like it's over, we're done. You guys have a good day, we're out. <laughs> it's a three-minute podcast today, boys and girls, with told you no we weren't prepared. scripture today. I told you it was going to be different. Because <laughs> if they're still with us, it's a miracle. Yeah. Uh, it's so sad that we can't come in here and enjoy ourselves. Oh, I know. <laughs> it's a bad time when we come it's, here. I mean, how crazy is it? People out there all over the world think that to be a Christian, you got to be a stick in the mud and boring and all that. Dude, hang out with us for a while. Seriously. Hang out hang out with Goose of Grace, really. <laughs> but then hang out with, with Mosaic of Marion. Hey, once again, we're on Mosaic of Marion. So glad you guys are with us. And we are in Matthew chapter 5. Um so just an insight working to Mosaic of Marion for just a second. Um, usually I am the timekeeper, 
And with our new board, I'm not. And full confession, that bothers it, me. Right, yes. It, I'm it just really, really glad does. you just reminded me to check the time. Thanks for <laughs> See, that. It, it really. I don't it, know why you don't trust me with uh, this. <laughs> I'm just, I'm like, whoo. So out there, I'm, I'm really struggling with that. And they say confession is good for the soul. And so trying to live out scripture. So. Um, now Dan is put writing it on his phone and showing it to me. So anyway, so um, let's do it. Let's throw. We're gonna throw a little monkey wrench into it today. I'm gonna pray, and then you're gonna read, and you're gonna dive in. Okay. What you read? <laughs> okay. And not by asking a question of me to get me going, <laughs> as you do, you little trickster. <laughs> I know that ploy. <laughs> Uh, so let's pray, you guys. <clears throat> Father God, we love you, and we're so thankful for the gift of laughter and the gift, because, Father, it comes from you. I truly believe that you love it when brothers and sisters laugh um, in you, Father. And so we're thankful for today for salvation of Jesus. We're thankful that you um, are still on the throne. Um, we know that so many times um, we look out the Sunday after Easter, um, many call the Easter Sunday Resurrection Day. And the Sunday after has been called Desperation Day because no one decides to show up. But, Lord, we're thankful that you still show up and that you're still on the throne and that we still look to you. God, I just speak for us the fact that three people gave their life to you yesterday in our services, God, that you showed up. And, and Lord, the the roof off of this place yesterday about um, blew off. And so thank you for those times of preparatory worship as we prepare to go into the reading of the word in this Bible study of the study of your word. And so, God, would you be with us today as we look at a portion of scripture? We want to honor you in all that we do, and we love you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm going to read Matthew 5, 38 through 42. And we're continuing what um, we've been talking about in Matthew 5, but I'm quite sure we're not going to stay there very long tonight. Um, <laughs> I've just been told that. Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, you have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him too. Give to the one who begs from you and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. So essentially what Jesus is teaching here is taking what they knew as far as um, that, what they had been told, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And, and really he was prohibiting them from seeking revenge and he was um, prohibiting them from um, getting that retaliation that um, they probably felt was um, do them. But Jesus, as always, as we've been talking about through the whole thing, has always been, it's all about your heart. Right. And so what is the condition of your heart? And when you are doing that, then your heart is not correct. And so when you then um, don't resist the, when you, I gotta say it right. When you um, do not resist the one who is evil, then you are then per- being as Jesus wants you to be, which is countercultural. Yes. And and that's exactly what he wants us and, to be. And some would say, well, he told us in the Old Testament to do it. Yeah, but that was um, 
in the law, he was trying to tell you, he wanted you to behave and not do it or he worried about that. But ultimately, Scripture teaches clearly through all of it that vengeance is mine, yeah, saith the Lord. Right. That revenge, because he's the judge. Right. He's the great judge. And that's really what it gets to. And I, I've said this many times, and we think about, um, and I, I'm not trying to go back to the adultery thing or anything like that, but when we see David and Bathsheba, we think that David sinned against um, Uzziah, I mean, um, was it Uzziah? Uzziah, right? Mm-hmm. Her husband. And then her by making that occur by having a, this affair with her and going after her and then having her husband killed so that, you know, how, the, how that story went. He didn't sin against them. He sinned against God right. and God alone. Right. And matter of fact, I believe it's Psalm 51 where he says against you and you alone. So mm-hmm. here's a question. Why would he say that? And why, how, why could he come here and say, don't do that? Right. You don't do eye for an eye. Basically, let me handle it. Yes. And here's the reason why. He's the only perfect one. Yes. Whenever, if I if I sin against you, Mona, or you, Dan, well, not sin against you, but if I do something against you, let me, let me put the phrase that way. Yes, it's wrong, but it's not sin against you. So mm-hmm. make sure you stay with me through the whole statement. I can only sin against God because he's the only holy and perfect right. one. Right. You guys, much as I love you guys, you're not perfect. <laughs> right. You're you're not Jesus. You have flaws. Right. I have flaws. We all have flaws. So when it comes down to it, I believe the heart of this whole matter is we cannot retaliate because we're really the same as they are. Right. Yes. You know, yeah. when God sees us, he sees mm-hmm. a fact. I mean, he sees us clothed with Jesus, but in truth, we're still sinners. Right. So I believe it really gets to the heart of that's the heart mm-hmm. of it that the Jesus heart, right. always get to. What's the heart of the matter? You're just two um, sinners. Right. Right. You know, it, and it goes to like, um, let me take it to marriage. People say all the time, well, I think I found my soulmate. <laughs> no, you haven't. You found somebody that you can just live with. Right. That's the truth. I mean, there, there's you only have one soulmate. That's Jesus. Right. And and when um when as you were saying that, it, it made me think of, you know, if we say we have to give an eye for an eye or a tooth for a tooth that, that then really we're saying we're more important than the other person. Exactly. And, and that's what Jesus says. We absolutely are not to have that attitude. And so by, by um, giving the other cheek and by giving him the cloak as well as your tunic and by going that extra mile, then really you're humbling yourself and making that person more important than you are um, because you're willing to do that, that extra and to give them that good that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and not giving them the harm that in our flesh we might think they deserve. Yeah. Well, we you know once again it goes back to we think we should be the judge of right. this matter. Right. You shouldn't have done that. You had right. no right. And maybe they didn't. Right. But the deal still doesn't make you the judge of that person. Well, and I think that's, that's such a big difference between when you know. When God judges our actions and our sin versus when we retaliate, the the purpose of retaliation is not to make things equal. Really, it's all as much as you may you may begin with that that idea. By the time you're done retaliating, you're trying to bring that person lower than yes. you because you feel yes. like they harmed you. So it's a it's for nobody's good. The judgment's not for anyone's good. It's for you to punish someone unjustly because you can't you're not a just judge right i was literally just thinking that very same thought that we're we're not gonna we don't just stop at doing eye for an eye usually we go farther Mm -hmm. than that and Mm -hmm. i'm looking up a scripture (laughs) i'm trying to find it quickly um um 
Um, please talk. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was enjoying the background music. Though. I know, right? <laughs> but um, but I will say that we need to make sure that we're careful to to say that <clears throat> that Jesus isn't telling us to um put up with abuse or no, to, no, 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 to no, be, not to be allow ourselves yeah, right no. allow ourselves to be harmed but to maintain our dignity and to maintain our self-respect to be the people that he is calling us to be that's what this whole thing is about that we've started in matthew yes. 5 mm-hmm. is to be who jesus intends us to be and who does he intend us to be great question <laughs> I'm glad you asked Dan that question. (laughs) Ouch. Boy, you didn't see that bus coming. This goes back. I I had a half-formed thought that now I'm quickly having to bake. Um, So it's going to come out a little undercooked. Um, The... the, uh, I had uh, there was this thought that was presented to me uh, about two years ago at the men's conference at at Pastor Pope's church. Um, And it's this idea of who do you give... Who do you find your identity in? Mm. Do you find it in Christ, which is as Christians, we're meant to be little Christ. So there's your answer <laughs> that we're, we're to follow the example of Christ. Or when you give into things like anger and retaliation, you're saying, God, I know who you told me to be, but I'm going to let this other person's actions dictate to me who I am. Mm. So there's That's a really fault. good point. I like that, Dan. That See, I knew one. I needed to throw it to you because I knew you'd have that good point. But but Jesus, I mean, we talked about this with the youth all weekend, um, that Jesus calls us to walk the way that he oh, walks, man. to walk as he commands us, to walk in the love that he walks in, to walk in the, um, the fruit of the spirit and not the deeds of the flesh. And so, um, you know, that, that study that, that I wrote for them and that we went through, Essentially, all I did was go through and find the word walk throughout the New Testament. And that's how you know. Those are the verses that tell you how God wants you to walk. And yeah. And by the way, when you're walking like Jesus, I do believe it was Jesus that when he was hanging on the cross said, Mm -hmm. Father, forgive them. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Well, they know not what they do. Mm -hmm. Um, So be careful when you want to be judge, jury, and ex. Because going back to what Dan said a little bit too, a lot of times that's what we want to be is judge, jury, and executioner. Mm -hmm. Right. Because we can't be trusted with it. Right. Because let's be honest, we're to strive to be that. We're to strive to walk like Jesus. We're to strive to be little Christ. But we never are there. Right. We are a lot of times in the flesh. Right. Right. And so we go way, way beyond what we're called to. So, hey, don't retaliate it and i that and i know some of you are going man that's easier said than done duh <laughs> <laughs> i mean seriously duh but going back to that the whole idea of how we walk the walk and the beautiful beautiful part of it is that um one of the sessions that we dealt with with the youth was that we don't walk alone and so right. we have oh, jesus absolutely. as our example and we have the holy spirit living inside of us and to empower us and, and equip us and enable us to be able to walk the way that God desires for us to walk. And and going right with it, you know, some people would say, oh, if you do that, then you're just a weak dude or do that. No, oh, yeah. you're yeah. called meek. Yep. The Bible says, blessed are the meek. Yes. That's say blessed are the hard-headed, blessed are the strong. Ble- you know, it doesn't say any of those things. Mm-hmm. Blessed are the, the manly men. <laughs> blessed <laughs> are the, the manly women. <laughs> what, what, you know. <laughs> Blessed are the catfighting women. Blessed are the catfighting women. No, we, we, we read, blessed are the meek. Mm-hmm. 
Now, a biblical definition of the word meek is power under control. Yes. Proverbs says if one who controls his anger is greater than one who takes a city. Right. So, hello. Yeah. There's something to this. You know, it's almost like that. There's somebody there that knows what he's talking about, who that when he was being crucified did not retaliate. But the Bible says in Isaiah 53, as a lamb is led to the slaughter, he went without opening his mouth. He was silent before them. It's almost like somebody walked that path for us before we did. Right. Like I said, he's our example. Exactly. So let's move on. (laughs) I was wondering if we we were going to jump over or not. Yes, we're going so well. Well, we're going to jump over. (laughs) Go for it. Okay, Miss Mona. You're the one that wants to jump over. We're going to go to love your enemies. (laughs) Okay. We're just moving on. I mean, we don't want, because we don't want to get bogged down and just keep saying this. Did you want to go to the first Peter? Well, I thought you sort of covered it, but we can. No, it's up to you. Well, you said we were moving on. Don't be sassy. You already said it. That's all. Driving this thing. (laughs) Nobody. That's the problem. So we'll we'll throw the. Okay, so we'll just throw this out as the, um, and then we'll move on. That in First Peter two twenty three, Peter reminds us that when Jesus, speaking of Jesus, and, and Hank already mentioned this, but um, when he was reviled, he did not revile in return, and when he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. And so, just again, that Jesus is that example for us that. Um, he was able to do it as he was hanging on the cross. And so um, through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can do it. Yeah. Uh, go back to it because he judges justly. I, yes. I, I do yes. want to reiterate that yes. fight, that, that fight, <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> that fact. Um, Jesus judges justly. Mm-hmm. So often we will not. Right. We forget our part in making that dude or dude that slap us. Well, and we also, yeah. well, and you we, know, come on now. We also are so stuck in what the world sees as just and and what the world sees as right. And, you know, even I was thinking of situations that I have been in personally that, um, you know, according to the world standards, we were wrong. I mean, we were wronged and we were, we were flat out wronged, but, um, but, but according to God's standard of showing love and doing no harm, um, you know, you have to hold up God's standards. Yeah. And we, we failed to, Remember that right. we're to live our lives according to God's standards. Right, not the world. We are not belonging to the world standards right. anymore. Right. Ephesians right. chapter two, verse eight, verses Ephesians chapter two, verses one through four. That's how we used to live, right. but God. Right, exactly. And so we have a different set of standards. We have a different set of of, of rules, if you will. Um, I hate to use that term dealing with God because we don't have rules. We have just ways that we're called to live by. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Be careful how worldly you get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, I mean, we could chase that rabbit. There are a lot of worldly Christians that, th- here we go, that think, well, I'm just a Christian on Sunday morning when I'm at church, but I've got to do my job and do my other stuff according to the world standards because that's where I'm living in. Well, number one, if that's your your reality, you need to change your reality and your perception. Mm-hmm. You're not really living in that world. You're just called to be living. My Bible says, set your uh, mind on things above, not on things below. Yes. Yeah. Does it not say that in Colossians? Yes, Am does. I wrong? No, it does. <laughs> I wrote a blog post about it. And the word said there means to fix. Well, why don't you? No, you're good. We often get so tied and so fixated 
upon living by this. And we, we want to separate mm. our Christian walk with our daily walk because our Christian walk, we, we make these excuses. Number one, that doesn't pertain to my job. Yes, it does. Right. Two, it doesn't pay the bills. Yes, it does because God could take that job away from you. Mm. Three, I, my faith is to be a, a um, private matter. Absolutely wrong. Right. You're to pray privately at times. You're you ought to be able to pray. By the way, for the person that doesn't pray out loud, usually is a result of the fact that person doesn't pray privately. Mm. I mean, we could run, and <laughs> I could take you to where I wanted to go tonight, and Mona wouldn't let me. <laughs> um, how not to pray? We're going to deal with that in a few weeks about how not to pray. Um, but it actually is don't pray like others to be heard. But it's okay to be heard. See, we run, we we take and twist scripture right. Right. so much. Let's talk for a minute. Well, I didn't know we were going this route. <laughs> um, what does it mean to have a biblical worldview? Um, to look at the world according to the Bible, what the Bible says and what God says. See, Miss Mona tries to play tricks up in here. <laughs> See, the rabbit tricks are for kids. She gives me this like. Um, obsequious look. I don't even know if that's a word. I just sounded good. This look of like, how dare you ask me that? I have no clue. And then she says, it's looking at the world through the Bible. Well, Which is the absolute definition of it. It's like when your mom's yelling at you and somebody calls. She's like, hi, how's it going? <laughs> exactly. you know, they don't see what's really happening. <laughs> they don't see what was happening a minute ago. Or you're in a, you're in a, <laughs> yeah, the one, you're in a knockdown drag out with your spouse. And I mean, voices are raised. See, oh, 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 wait a minute. So let me just make this point to all you people that are listening out there. Don't ever, ever lie and say, I can't control my temper. How many married couples have been in a flat-out, knock-down, drag-out argument, and the moment the phone rings, you answer and go, hey, how you doing? (laughs) What is that outside of controlling it? So see, the you thought this did not pertain to what we were just talking about, and you would be wrong. (laughs) The world will tell you you can't control your temper. You show that you can control it all the time in ways that really you're not thinking that you're showing from that fight. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, (laughs) how you doing? And you just start. And then the next thing you know, when when you hang up the phone, because you want to win, you go back at it. Yeah. And and I'll, I'll. my wife may listen to this, so I'm going to come clean. I'm the world's <laughs> worst about that because what what I'll do is I'll have that con- that nice quiet conversation. I've got an opportunity right there to put it into it. Yep. And yep. I consciously say no. I like I'll find that one thing that I know will start it up higher than it was to start yes. with, and I'm like, okay, it's time to do this. And there have been times where I've been fully aware I'm doing it and continue to do it. And it's oh, yeah. sin. We all, yeah. yeah, it's just sin. It's it's that flesh, man. Warning. Wanting to win mm-hmm. and retaliate to strike back. That word's cut deeper than a knife sometimes. Yep. But I want to go back to it because I really want to hit on this. So you're telling me that a biblical worldview. See, y'all thought y'all had thrown me off. You had not. <laughs> a biblical worldview is to look at the entire world through the lens of the Bible. Really? I, I think so. You think so? I think so. Okay. <laughs> How do you do that? How do we go about? It's it's all about the starting location, uh, and this is just this was given to me because it just hit me. I've never had this thought before. Producer Dan got like he did. preacher voice yeah. real <laughs> quick there. 
Well, here's the thing. So the world will tell you, look at the Bible through the lens of the world yes. and make yes, it fit yes. what you like. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, you start with the word yeah. and begin to look at the world through yes. that lens and, yes. and not change the word the word one iota. I, yeah. I saw a quote. Oh my goodness! Let me find it. This was on Twitter. I know some people hate Twitter, and, and it it has its I mean major flaws. It it has its major flaws. Um, but man, it depends on what you're looking for, mm-hmm. and um and and who you follow, and and stuff that you. By the way, it's been said you don't have to dive into every argument on Twitter. Yes, sure. Or Facebook. Oh, well, they know they're wrong if yeah, I don't tell them. Exactly. <laughs> Here's what he says. God is, this is James Merritt, God is not going to rewrite the Bible for your generation. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to change scripture when it's written to change you. Yep. Good gravy, somebody, yep. my Lanta, amen. speak, say amen, yes. and yes, let's roll from there. Right. You're, you're exactly right. A biblical worldview says every, hear me, one and all, Every aspect of your life is governed, ruled, and here's the word most of society hates today, submitted to Mm -hmm. the authority and lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. So what you do what from what you watch to what you listen to to what you wear to what you how you respond how you retaliate to what you believe and what decides what this and that is always run through the filter of the Bible and how God would have you to live and walk as a believer as a professed proclaiming believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. I'm about to preach. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's why I was saying earlier that the world will tell us that, you know, that if we've been wronged, then we have the right to get back to them. Or the world will tell us that it's not supposed to be this way. And so when something happens and you think, I mean, most of the time, that's going to be our first thought. It's not supposed to be this way. Well, who says? And and we we encourage it with others. Oh, you got a right to be mad, sister. You got a right to... what right do you have to be right. mad? Somebody could be having a bad day. It could be something that they had a bad day that you have no clue about, that they didn't even mean it like you took it. That's ridiculous. Yeah. You don't know. And I think producer Dan's about to have a spell uh, over there. I, he I'm was trying going to crazy. Butt out. Like, I, I'm trying to actually be a producer and not just put my two cents in. But no, it, it's this thought that I that just hit me again. The So this is going to sound really weird for a minute, but I promise it's on track. When you buy a car from a dealership, if that dealership came to your house after you purchased that car and told you where you could drive it and how you could mm-hmm. drive it, you would think they were they were crazy. But here's the thing. Jesus purchased your life at Calvary. You can't tell him yeah, how yeah, you're supposed yeah, to yeah, live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My buddy Richard Motley used to say all the time, you never saw the sheep leading the shepherd. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep, yep. The shepherd leads the sheep. Yep. Not the other way around. And so, yeah, it's, and it's that thought of every... <laughs> We don't grasp this. Every aspect of our life yes. is, is to be under the control of the Lord Jesus Christ right. and the Holy Spirit. Right. And that's a biblical worldview. Yes. The problem is, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say 90% of all Christians don't have a biblical worldview. Right. That's why you have people that are professing believers that believe in evolution. How ridiculous is that? Mm-hmm. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Period. End of story. Evolution is flat out wrong. Right. Well, and 
And so I think you started to ask the question about how <laughs> I'm going to just keep going. We're running out of time. I know. And so that's, what was the question? Run with I think you started to ask the question of how do we live with a, how do we do that? And okay. The, yeah. That was what I was going to say. That sounds like a good yeah, question. Really the good. only way <laughs> yeah. we can do that is if we know what the Bible says. So it all comes back to that. We have to know what the Bible says. Yeah. And how do we and know how what do the we Bible know that? says? We have to be in it. And we have it. to be reading it. We have to be studying it. We have to be memorizing it. We have to let it, taking it in so that it, it can influence us and change us. And, and you know, I'm really trying. Um, I've tried this a couple times and I've, I've faltered as pastor, but I, I've encouraged our church to memorize one verse of scripture mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm. And so some people, and I actually had somebody tell me this, that's not a member here, but I was telling them what we we're doing. They're like, that's only 12 verses a year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and you, uh, so first, my first statement is probably 12 more than you were <laughs> memorizing. 12 more than zero. I mean, yeah. you know, um, and secondly, I said, so often we think of, of our spiritual walk and we want it now. We are a, a you, you guys know what I, what I think we're in a McDonald's drive through window, yep. um, yep. um, society. I want my food. I want it now. I don't want to wait 30 seconds. I want everything now. And your Christian walk is not going to be a right now type of deal. It's a marathon. Yes. Run the race. Yep. Hebrews 12 says. Right. <coughs> it's not really a podcast if we don't mention Hebrews. Um, <laughs> but what, what, and, and our time is like legit done. But as 10 years, if you've memorized 12 verses for 10 years, that's 120 verses yes. of scripture. Yeah. If you live for 20 more years and you memorize the same thing, 12 passes, 12 verses a year, 240 verses. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I'm not being mean. That's not shabby. Right. I know that's not tons of scripture. Right. How many folk you reckon die now knowing 240 right. verses of scripture? Not very many. Heck, how many, you know, die may know 120? Mm-hmm. Just say it. I mean, just as you look at it, because if we knew more, by golly, our churches would be full. Right. Mm-hmm. So, hey, we got to sign off. Good gravy. We thought we had nothing to talk about. <laughs> and the next thing you know, we're on to a biblical worldview because you can't retaliate. Don't do it. Right. There you right. go. Don't do it. Don't do, do no that. harm. Do no harm. And next week, I, I, we're going to talk about love your enemies. And and we're going to talk about hot coals next week. And, okay. <laughs> um. You know, so today we're talking about do no or, harm, or, and next week we're going to talk about doing good. So, bait click. <laughs> yeah. That was for you, Drew. That was for you, Drew. <laughs> hey, so man, thank you guys so much. Why don't you close in prayer, Miss Mona? Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your word and that um, you give it to us and you give us the capacity to um, read it and understand it through your Holy Spirit. And so I pray that you, we would allow you to cause us to walk in it and to walk in the way that you would have us to walk. And so, Lord, um, teach us and guide us, I pray, in everything that we say and do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Hey, my name is Hank Meadows. I'm senior pastor of Mary Baptist Church. I got my home slice with me, hey. Miss Mona, and I got producer DJ hey. Dan over there. We <laughs> added the title to his list now. And um, so, hey, God bless you guys. Hope to see you soon.